You're listening to episode 171 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out the blog at 360VegasPodcast.com or send us an email at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's an easy way to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. This time tomorrow, we could be hanging out. Seriously? Yeah. I'm very, very busy. No. Well, that... (laughs) I have a full dance card, what with my drinking and carousing and gambling. Why would I want to spend time with you? What are we going to do? Scott, you're, you're, you're really kind of bringing me down here, buddy. No, I, you're I, supposed to answer drink and that... carouse and gamble. And then I can say, well, heck, if I'm doing that already, we should do it together. Just, just play out the scenario, this, please. This feels so contrived. <laughs> <laughs> I was just packing, so I'm super, super amped right now. I love that. Uh, it's the maybe the only downside of living in Vegas is you don't get that feeling of that tingly sensation of anticipation right. uh, leading up to a trip. Yeah. But I get it every morning before I wake up because I get to go downtown. I get to uh, I'm pretty much five feet away from all of the temptations that people look forward to. That's awesome. Let's get into a show because I'm I'm psyched. I got more shit to do and. Uh, uh... We're going to do a show today? We are going to do a show. The first thing I wanted to announce is we have one more partner. The D is going to allow us to stream slot races live on Periscope. We're allowed to to film gaming, Scott. That's very cool, very rare. Derek Stevens is the king of Periscope in Las Vegas at the moment, so I can see why they'd be open to that. Right. But they, that's unprecedented as far as I know. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, it's a game in which the goal is to lose money as fast as absolutely possible. <laughs> I'm surprised all the properties didn't line up <laughs> and beg for us. To... Lou, it's Well, it's lose in quotation marks. Lose. Are you going to introduce me? Are we going to do this again where I have to say, do people know that I'm not the normal guy? See, here's the, the arrogance of you. Here's the arrogance of you. I don't announce who I am. We, it, that's not our show. We don't do that. We're, we're hanging out. What? We're having a good time. We're talking no, about how Vegas. How do people know who, like, if they, if they download the podcast? We say each other's podcast, names like, all who, the time. Who do they think they're they listening to? got a blog. To. They'll figure it out. Okay. So I'm guest hosting. I'm not the usual co-host. Mark is the host of the show. Does an incredible job. I'm guest hosting. My name's Scott. Now that we've covered that ground, I feel like we're free to move on. Fair enough. I, th- I think I need you to talk to Brian is the problem, because <laughs> as you can clearly see in the show notes, there is an introduction for the two of us that is never read by him. Yeah, we, well, it's a you. I just think some context is needed. Yeah. Because when you when I say visit our blog at 360VegasPodcast.com, people might think that I that's my blog or we're, you know what I mean. Like we're it could all be part of the team. It's, it's all confusing fine to me. 
It's confusing to you. Yeah. I don't mind. I'm easily it. confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for giving me that moment to introduce ourselves. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, in, in all honesty, we've said this before. The only reason that we, we don't do it is we always just forget. We're just oh. talking. <laughs> we just forget to do it. <laughs> well, this is the benefit of having an outside influence on the podcast. There you go. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if that sticks. <laughs> That's the only benefit. <laughs> I am the. I'm also. I have a a, a blog, <laughs> vitalvegas.com. So that's the context of my being invited to co-host. That is in case not. anybody was curious. It's that. It's that we are friends and and. Can, just fucking lead me in. You're I me thought off. you asked me, me because I'm a Vegas expert. Damn it. I'm the Vegas expert. You just pumped Shh. the brakes there. Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I retract everything I said previously, except the part where you do a great job. <laughs> you live in just extremities, Scott. <laughs> that is the fact. <laughs> All right. I think we're moving on. We're going to start off the show with Random Vegas. Yes. The statue of Caesar in Caesar's Palace reception area is pointing to the place where the old front desk used to be. Today, it's where the bell desk is. We got that on Twitter from at underscore lucky45, and also thanks to at Fleming underscore clan for making sure that we didn't miss that. Did you know that, Vegas expert? I don't think that's why it's pointing. I mean, it might be true, but I don't think that's why they put the statue there. They put the statue there because it's the one of the most high traffic areas in the entire casino. That is 100% without question why they put it there. I'm going to say... Caesar's was Are you saying they're giving... That is kind of the subliminal way of letting people know where... There were people for some reason asking the statue where it was going to go. This is just in previews, by the way. This is all... This is vintage right here, big time. Uh, This is is all behind the scenes. People were for some reason asking the statue, where is the desk? And they're like, we might as well just make that statue point towards the desk. It doesn't really make any sense today, but that Jay well, Sarno is a I worked at one. Caesars Entertainment for six years and never heard that. So it is it is not well known. It is not well known. What I do know is I met a very nice uh, gentleman by the name of Rabbit who uh, worked at the Bell Desk, who was there for something like forty years. He finally retired. Just the sweetest guy. I'm telling you, if you want to hear stories about Vegas, old Vegas, Caesars, talk to the Bellman talk to the dealers because they're people who have been there since the turn of the century and I don't mean the most recent turn of the century I mean the one before that there's right. some guys who've been around a long long time yeah. I, I don't, it was I don't cool think... when they moved the um, they were retiling that whole area and they actually moved that statue so the statue was in the new check-in reception area yeah. for for a time it was the closest I've ever been able to get to it because there was better light so I took a ton of Ton of photos, <laughs> and please note that his hand is is uh, buffed. The bronze is buffed on his hand because it's good luck. Oh, that's right. We Touch talked about that last week. There you go. All right, we're moving on to the Vegas Mate review of the week. This week, it's Tim's June sixth review of Blue Man Group at Monte Carlo. Gave it five out of five chips. Tim says went for the third time to Blue Man Group on May 12. The show has changed and updated since I first saw it at Luxor in 2001. It's still a good time overall. Be forewarned, if your idea of hilarity is profanity-laced or anything that doesn't involve any thought, you'll be bored. The young lady next to me was so bored, she kept repeating, this isn't funny, out loud, and eventually she bolted for the lobby, never to return. 
There's a bit that they've done forever about sewer systems and how when sewage backs up into your home, it's interactive that apparently no one thinks is amusing but me. Vegas crowds can be dense. It's a shame. So what? sewage? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've been interested from time to time about this. Have you ever seen the show? Yes. I don't remember anything sewage-related. No. no. <laughs> I, I don't think that Tim listens to our show, considering he's not a big fan of profanity and apparently doesn't think we put any thought into anything, but <laughs> there you go. Well, Blue Man be- Group is one of the more kind of esoteric shows. You can kind of take it at face value, which I think is why it's lasted so long, because it's not... It's not contingent on not, language yeah, or it's not thought-provoking. Or humor. It's not well. It, the, the thing that's cute about it is it's curiosity. There, there. I mean, it's kind of similar to when a, a child, you know, experiences things. This is just a, you know, a giant blue child being introduced to these various things, and it's it's the curiosity and discovery of things, which is why, from time to time, I've found it interesting, but just have never gotten around to actually seeing the show. I, I think also one of my concerns is, and this actually happened with Jabberwockies, is one of the things that I complained about is. It's, it's ultimately a mime, and mimes I'm just not a big fan of in general. Now, the things I've seen of Blue Man Group are really impressive, but I, I'm, I, I'm concerned that you can sustain my, my interest for 90 minutes of miming. Well, I, you and I have something in common. We, we are able to judge shows that we haven't seen, but I would say that this is a must-see in Vegas for you because... I don't consider any of it mime. I used to do street mime back in the days of Shields and Yarnell, which probably dates me. So I was a trained mime, and I don't know of any mime in this. They don't speak, but I don't think it's mime-related. I think it's very much about like the music and the spectacle and the rhythm. And they, there's a mixture of humor and kind of a... Um, I guess they've updated it recently with more modern aspects so they do a bit about iPhones and and uh, so I don't know there it is a unique show so I suggest everybody go I'm sorry Scott um you were a mime <laughs> that's what you got from all that yes I lived in Hawaii and in high school I did uh, mime on the street back when mime was not ridiculed as much <laughs> yeah so I'm a I'm a skilled mime you were a fascinating man <laughs> I, I'm. I can't comment any further. I'm gonna have to digest that one for a little bit. And you. And here's another. You want an. Ex, you want an exclusive. Shut I was looking. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Nobody's listening. Yeah, I'm not following. Or following. I'm not falling for this shit. You have any idea how many times I edit? And I'm like, I walk right into it every time he says exclusive. I'm like, oh no. And then it's no. Like, it is an exclusive. Nah, I don't know. So I think the if mime you thing look is pretty on the YouTube's and search under the phrase mime freak m i m e freak, you will number one see a. Very funny spoof of Chris Angel and his show Mind Freak. But you will also see me performing as a mime in this very popular viral video. So that's an exclusive for 360 Vegas. Congratulations. <laughs> Don't pull it up now. We have a show to do. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the Twit Pick of the Week. It's a view we all hope for when we're checking into our hotel. It doesn't have to be of the fountains of Bellagio or the entire strip, just some part of it to remind you what's waiting outside. There's something insanely pimp about ordering room service and enjoying it while taking in that view. Personally, I think the only thing better is enjoying the view while having sex on the balcony of a room at Cosmopolitan. 
actually doing pretty much anything else on those balconies is awesome. But regardless, however you enjoy it, enjoy it. Thanks to at MO underscore Las Vegas or Mandarin Oriental for sharing a picture that reminded us how much we love a room with a view. That, that, that's only speculation. I don't, I've only, I've heard, I've heard sex on a balcony is really cool. <laughs> yes. I've heard. Well, that's a, that is an interesting shot because do, do people order champagne like in the morning? I did think that was the one part. I almost wrote a really awful joke about that, but ultimately just decided to, to bail on it because as you can tell this week, the entire thing was awful, but, the, <laughs> <laughs> but I did actually think that I was like, that seems a bit much, especially when you see that it's breakfast. It's clearly mm. breakfast on there. I think you could get it, but I, but I think you're right. The point is that this view from the Mandarin Oriental is awesome, but as I think we've said before, the likelihood of us staying somewhere without a casino is pretty small, even with a great view. Yeah, I honestly think the best thing Mandarin's got going for him is the view. That's I would never stay there. Yep. But that's just me. And you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, great selection this week, and obviously quality of the photo. Not a requirement to be the twit pick of the week, but uh, it encapsulates uh, something that Mark gets to write about. Yes. Yes, as always, we'll link to the photo in our blog, put it on our Flickr and Pinterest pages, feature it in our Facebook and Google Plus page, our Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast. And now we're going to dive right into the news. Is there a musical thing for news? Really? A little more conversation, a little more news. You always go to that. That's your go-to. It's the only Vegas song I know, really. And it's not about Vegas. And it's royalty-free because it's so old. No. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's not about Vegas. No. (laughs) Are you serious? That song is the is the quintessential Vegas song. Oh, I agree with you. Saying that it's not even about Vegas. I agree with you, but also think about this: Dean Martin's "Ain't That a Kick in the Head," and I guess "Luck Be a Lady" is a little more closer to it. But "Ain't Ain't That a Kick in the Head" doesn't talk about Vegas at all. But you listen to it, and boom, it immediately takes you there. Wow. Then again, pretty much any song on the radio takes me to Vegas. You suck. That one time I tried to shake it off at a casino, and security tackled me. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, we're in the news. Are you going to do that first item? Or are you going to let me so you can talk about the cigar bar? Because I'm only going to make fun of it. What, no, we're going to make fun of everything, Scott. That's kind oh, of that's what we do. All Wait. right, here's our first news item, uh, half of which I agree with. So this week, two music videos. Are you, no, no, if you're no, going to say they're awful. Listen, listen. Then you you read, read the that headline. Because I don't think they're both awful. How many times are you going to do this? You read the headline. <laughs> I read the story. We comment. It's a very basic formula. Oh, Clearly, I I've been the, doing it oh, for 170-some do times. I do the title. You do. Okay. Uh, 
I love it. I hope you leave this in the show because oh, I think people I are really now. interested in the mechanics and, of podcasting. And, and how, how you can do this show so many times and not understand the formula. <laughs> I don't know what I had for lunch yesterday. Fair enough. I'm not a good memory person. Yeah. All right. I literally got a book about how to improve your memory. I put it on the shelf. There was another book with the exact same title <laughs> sitting right on the shelf. I am not kidding. So this week... In the news, Vegas music videos. Yeah, this week, two awful music videos were released with Vegas as a backdrop. The first, Mariah Carey's video for the only song in her set list that isn't actually a hit. Infinity was released and confirmed that I was actually a talented amateur filmmaker. Scenes of her performing in the Coliseum cut with excessively long shots of her hanging out in her suite, closet, and balcony. You've seen both of these. I know you have. Yes. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that video alone? I don't think they should make videos for songs that aren't better. <laughs> See, I didn't think the song was that bad, but that video is awful. Just the extended scenes of her. In, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get into all the technical aspects of, of filming anything, but it's, trust me, anybody who's ever seen a music video ever, watch it and it won't take you long to realize why are they still showing this shot here <laughs> well i think at some point you like when you become super famous you think that it that there's an entertainment value in simply being gazed upon but the like problem, she thinks people want to just look at her i i, I mouthing you, words to a song like I, that's not to well, me it's not entertaining well, it's considering not, all the people that pay to watch her mouth words <laughs> yeah, good point but I agree with you, except, like, there's one very specific scene where the, the camera's on her for a good 10 seconds, and it's her laying on a couch in her suite holding a phone. And at one point, like, while the shot's on her for, like, 10 seconds, she references talking to somebody on a phone. This is quintessential 80s yeah. music video garbage. Just, yeah. it's, it's... It's too on the nose. It's, it's, a, it's lazy. Yeah. It's lazy, like... No budget. Don't. No, you know, although they probably spent a lot on it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's no no real planning, no story, no extra effort. It's yeah. just you, we need we need visuals for this song. Yeah, exactly. So let's we, slap it together. We, we, we I like anything that has a Vegas background, despite all that. Oh, I recommend so. watching any, either of these with, with just on mute. But I'm going to be overruled here. I know soon. The second one that came out is Imagine Dragons and. They continue to confirm that their first album was, in fact, a fluke and no, somehow no. defy all odds and made Mariah Carey's song actually sound good by comparison. <laughs> their most recent video is for their single Shots and is nothing more than the four of them riding the various thrill attractions at Stratosphere, heavily intermixed with standard handheld and POV GoPro cams. What are your thoughts on this one? I liked it. I had a... I think I hate a thrill rides, but I think they that was a very authentic, genuine, fun-loving video. Yeah. I hope we'll, people will watch it because then we'll have something to agree about. <laughs> um, they, the guy who was horrified, that would be me. Well, that, I mean, that... so he he personified everybody with that same sense of what the hell am I doing up here? Yeah. And I love that it was a stratosphere. I love that it kind of showcased. The attractions there, so I was a I was a fan of that video. Well, see, now we have proven to people that sometimes you and I don't agree about things. Correct, but you'll come around if you watch it a few more times. You'll get into the spirit of it. Here we 
video. Everything. I love the video itself. I don't like that it's a music video. To me, it's very lazy. Yeah, that could that could be. That that's all I mean. I think the video of it, that's a lot of fun. I'm just like, hey, here's our next single, and sis, like, really? You're the Vegas guys. You're just gonna ride straight. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I'm in the minority of this. I'm sure I am. Good. Yeah. It's good to be a minority. <laughs> At least according to that white woman who was posing as a, as an African American and working for the NAACP or whatever. It's good to be a minority. There you go. All right, man. We're moving on to uh, something near and dear to my heart: the Davidoff Cigar Bar. That sounds that sounds satirical. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll talk. Or sarcastic, whatever. Right. It has the word cigar in it. Okay. All right. Well, hold on, buddy. <laughs> Davidoff Cigars is opening their seventh location in Las Vegas. This time in the Fashion Show Mall. It will be different from all their other locations because it's the first not in a casino, and it will serve alcohol. The 1,500-square-foot store will have a bar, a walk-in humidor, and a maximum occupancy of 50 people. No word when this location will open, but once it does, they intend to sell cigars and fine adult beverage pairings. I had no idea what the hell those Davidoff little... Because they, they're like little kiosks, aren't they? Kind of. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they've got any officials. I, I, just, I specifically remember walking out of Palazzo, seeing this little side place. I'm like, what do they sell? Jewelry over there? What is that? And then... I ended up meeting the Vice Lounge Online guys, and I'm like, oh, di- oh, those are cigars? Oh, okay. I get it now. Yes. Yes. They, let me just say. Okay. Overall, I would rather have someone vomit on me Jesus. than smoke a, uh, smoke a cigar near me. Really? It is the most vile and disgusting human habit. And the fact that they would build a place where people go to intentionally do it, I, I, I'm not a fan. I don't love that cigars have somehow become synonymous with a good time in Vegas. I'm sitting at a in a casino, and a hundred people have to smell the stench around that moron smoking that cigar. It's the it 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 is the single greatest accomplishment of women that they don't tend to smoke cigars, and I love them all the more for it. Wow, we are. This this is this episode is unprecedented because I disagree with you. Oh my god! I actually like the smell of cigars. Now, I oh my god! I don't I don't smoke them, but that's only because I I was one of those. I used to smoke cigarettes like a decade ago or something. But I was one of those people that was really had a really really bad habit with it, and so now I I don't even I don't even gamble with the idea that you know I I would attempt a cigar because just out of fear that it would be the gateway that would just tumble me back into that habit, but. I mean, obviously, I think you need to be, you need to be courteous. I like, I, I like when people are, are enjoying them outside. I do think it can be a bit dickish when you're at a table and somebody's enjoying one because they fucking last forever too. On top right. of that, and it's, just, it's kind of this ongoing thing. Yeah, and the odor is is, it's it's pungent. I mean, I can't it, believe casinos. I mean, I I understand that they have this thing about cigarettes because. They perceive that if they don't let people smoke cigarettes, well, it's they getting them away from the but, table but is what it when really. When you have a craps into. table and a guy smoking a cigar, you will always see everyone at the other end of the table and this dick down here with his cigar, oblivious to the fact that it's so offensive that nobody wants to stand near him. Well, see, and I think I, casinos would be like, "You're cutting into our revenue." Because I literally, if I go up to a blackjack table and I see somebody with a cigar, I won't play. No, and that, I, I, I think know it's what, far. 
more common than than even they know. Yeah. See, I, I wonder <laughs> if if we're thinking of two completely different things. Because it, it sounds like what you're talking about is the standard asshole consuming any cigar he can get his hands on. Because, like you said, it, in his mind, that's that's part of the fun. And I'm thinking more of the connoisseurs that that. I guess they aren't typically sitting at a table doing it, are they? They're outside or they're they're in, you know, one of these kind of bars, you know, enjoying it's like they're aware of it. Like I remember when I was smoking, I was overly aware of the people around me. I mean, even though obviously I'm smoking inside, but I would, you know, make the concerted effort to make sure that that smoke was blowing away from them. Or if I saw smoke floating towards people, I would move my cigarette so it was closer to me. So I think it's just rude people in general. And now you give them something to be excessively annoying with. Yes, yeah. you're you're rare, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because the people that I see smoking cigars, I've never been asked. You know, I've had people smoking cigarettes say, "Do you mind if I smoke?" I've never had somebody with a cigar say, "Do right. you mind if I smoke this thing that that smells worse than some kind of nuclear dumping ground <laughs> mixed with manure." Well, there you go. Yeah. So congratulations to the Davidoff Cigar Bar, as long as it's enclosed, but I don't think it is. No. I think they have like a little patio area where people are going to do this, and now you've, got a, now you've got a shopping center full of this stem. So mm. not a fan, but it's still news. Okay, <laughs> Speed Vegas. Adding to the pile of things that are approved to happen but won't, Vegas Inc. did a story on Speed Vegas. Speed Vegas is a proposed 85-acre attraction located 11 miles south strip, a few miles past M Resort, that allows guests to drive some of the world's fastest cars. Of course, construction hasn't begun, and there are no details regarding when they intend to start or how much enjoying such an experience will cost. However, they hope to be open in the first quarter of 2016. <laughs> Apparently, they don't think construction is going to take very long. <laughs> The group behind the project purchased the land from MGM in 2013 for $11.75 million. Before we go thinking this sounds like a unique idea, exotic racing, dream racing, and Richard Petty driving experience already offer such an experience at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and have for years. Tis true. I thought this one was happening, but... I don't know. It, there is kind of a saturation point of well, getting I mean, in cars and driving. Well, I mean, and it would be different if, say you couldn't drive Lamborghinis or Ferraris. Like, if that's what this thing was about, like, all right, yeah. But no, you can. You can already do that. At, at, and there's already a motor speedway that, for multiple purposes, is used. Why would you spend money to build a second one? There's no point. Right. Yeah. Have you done any of these other ex experiences? No. Exotics, dream, what, or... One Eddie? of these days it'll happen. Karen and I have talked about it forever. My dream car is a Lamborghini, and uh, one day I will rent one. If Maybe not to race it, but just to drive it. Yeah. Well, I could get into that. I did the uh, the Richard Petty yeah. driving thing, and it was it was very interesting, quite expensive, but for anybody that's into that world of NASCAR, which is a little different than the exotics right, aspect. Right. Rich, the Richard Petty thing was more of kind of the NASCAR experience. Right. Why somebody, I don't know. I To me, these are all just diversions from why you're really coming to Vegas, but oh, I agree. It. it's all here already. Yeah, well, it's, it, the reason I would do it when I come to Vegas is just driving a Lamborghini down the strip. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. would <laughs> be amazing. They're very popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Uh, I hope to have my arm candy with me in said ride, but... It says, I'm compensating for a small penis, but that should not deter you from getting in the car. <laughs> 
Because I have disposable income to burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not necessarily since I'm renting my Lamborghini for an hour. <laughs> it's like being with a vehicular call girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. All right. They should put that on their poster. Okay, Caesars uh, is offering private pool parties. Yeah, Caesars Palace is now renting out the Brockus and Jupiter Pool for private parties. I think that's how you pronounce that. Bacchus. Bacchus. You should really try to get the right. <laughs> the Bacchus. Both accommodate up to 120 people, have eight day beds, eight cabanas, and up to 80 lounge chairs. All this for the reasonable cost of $7,000. Oh, wait, you want food, drink, or a DJ? They have packages available for that for an additional cost. The pools are available daily from 9 to 5, and maybe this is my own naivete. But I always assumed pretty much everything in Vegas was available for a private event if, you know, you paid the right amount. I don't remember them ever doing that while I was there, but I think it's a I think it's a cool idea. And, and even though it sounds like kind of hefty amount, it's not really. If I were doing it, I would have I would get as many friends as I could to chip in. But then I would sell admission to so. <laughs> people at the pool, recoup my costs and <laughs> And just make it my own thing. Yes. I think it's. I think for a lot of people, this would be a kind of a, especially when you're doing these group outings and you got your bachelors or your bachelorettes or whatever. I mean, it's kind of cool thinking that you can carve out your own little piece of the of the pool at you know arguably one of the best groups of pools in Las Vegas yeah, and have it devoted to you and your friends. See, to me, it seems like Vegas' new marketing strategy is find a way to get rich kids to throw money at things so people will pretend to be their friend. Yes. Well, pretend friends are almost as good as the real ones. <laughs> like all my Facebook friends that wish me happy birthday, I consider them almost as good as real friends because a lot of my real friends don't do that. So. That's why I don't I do not do it because I... I I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual friends. I think uh, the LVCVA should make that part of their their next campaign to promote Las Vegas. Virtual friends. <laughs> yes, home, you know, come make a virtual friend. <laughs> See how much your money can buy. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to rent out one of these parties if I ever went uh, outside or to pools. <laughs> I'm sure you're their target market. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. You don't work on abs like this to not go out to a pool. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Scott, and I worship those abs whenever I have the opportunity, which could be in 24 hours. Oh, that's right. That's right. Bring your spray paint. <laughs> one of those stencils. I will. I want to get those abs. I want to have those ab lines on my back <laughs> so I can have, like, not just a six-pack. I want to have, like, a 12-pack, like a including the back, and maybe on my legs. Like, nobody ever has leg ab definition. You're a man that thinks outside the box, and that's what I love about you. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to Mad Vegas Lies. Okay, big mouth asshole Jim Cramer made a completely unfounded and possibly intentionally false statement on his show, Mad Money, that MGM and Wynn were merging. By the way, these opinions are mine, and Scott doesn't need to be grouped in with them, because um, I don't like Jim Cramer. No, I'd go with the big mouth asshole. Nice. All right. All right. Now, this, of course, is not true. However, his lie caused Wynn's stock price to rise 7% that day. By no small coincidence, earlier in the week, Wynn's stock price fell below $100 per share, the company's lowest in five years. At that time, analysts did state that at that price, the stock was greatly undervalued and presented a buying opportunity. 
However, stock has to be available to purchase for someone to be able to buy it. And ever since MGM bought Mirage Resorts, when the exact same thing happened before, Wynn has made it a point to always be the majority shareholder in Wynn Resorts. Not to mention, a merger would create Caesars Entertainment-like debt of $19 billion. So if it wasn't already common knowledge, Jim Cramer is not only excessively annoying, he is also a loudmouth liar. Yeah, he's been so consistently wrong about so many things. Yes. That's the guy I'm thinking of. And um, I don't I don't know where even, like, where would you even Scott, if you say things that? loud enough and, and you have a TV camera in front of you, they must be true. People listen. I guess. Yeah. But I, that's I, such a dumb one. Like, what is that? It makes I don't absolutely understand no where sense. that would come from. No, it's the dumbest thing. Why? It's, listen, I understand the analyst going, holy shit, if you've got money, buy this stock, because this is way undervalued. I get that. And I get that MGM did that to Mirage. I get that. But anybody who knows fucking anything about Vegas knows that that company cannot be bought from underneath wind. It can't happen. He's yeah. fucked over his original partner and his ex-wife just to make sure he's the only one that decides whether that company lives or dies. That's a, That is ridiculous. Now, you mentioned Caesars Entertainment. Yes, sir. Their stock has hit like a 10-year low. And I facetiously tweeted, now is a really good time to buy because they're in a shit ton of trouble. But the, there was actually a guy on Twitter who actually bought some. And I think that guy's going to make a fortune because all these companies, they have these kind of dips. Of course, you know, when it, when a wind dip happens, it's below 100. And then the Caesars know, right? dip is like it's $4 a share or whatever. <laughs> But I think, you know, I was kind of being facetious, but in a way, you know, this, the Sands stock was at, you know, some ungodly low for quite a while. And people who bought it were like, what are you, an idiot? And now they've, it's come back. Right. And it's kind of like they were geniuses. You, I mean, that's the basis of the whole stock market system is to buy, uh, buy undervalued stocks. And I'm thinking Caesars Entertainment, they've got a lot of money being invested in lawyers, and they're going to come out of this bankruptcy. And from the people that I talk to at Caesars, they're like, we have a clear vision now. We have a much more focused vision. I'm like, how is that bad? Right. Well, you know, they're, they're pairing away like their tactics or not. They're going to come out of this. And the people that buy the stock now, I, I'm not going to do it. Listen, listen. Here's the thing about how Caesars got into this, and it and it makes sense to an extent. If you think about any of these major, major companies, what well, fuck? What one of the ones that that owns Caesars Entertainment? They own these Blackstone's another one that just bought Cosmopolitan. They own billions and billions and billions of dollars in debt. I mean, there's basically like eight companies that own everything in the world. But the idea is, and this is what Caesars Entertainment thought as they were going, and they're still right to an extent, I'll, I will argue that, is that casinos will always get money. They will always win, they will always win, they will always win. And the thing is, while they just kept compiling debt, it was just like, okay, so it's gonna take us, listen, we know in the end we're gonna win out, it's just how quickly. And the problem is, it took too long. They just kept getting more and more in debt. Like if they would have stopped buying, like the, if they would have left Planet Hollywood alone, and and you know, I guess Palms isn't technically a part of it, but it, it's they had an idea that these major major companies do, where they're like, yeah, we'll go in the debt because we have billions and billions of dollars. We know all this stuff's gonna make money, and that's their idea. It's just unfortunately 
they're an entity that people just kept pointing to when everybody else around them didn't have anywhere near what they had. And at some point, you know, the, the shoe dropped. Or the other shoe dropped. Or whatever the f- stupid saying is. Yes. And, you know, compounded by the institutionalized mediocrity. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to move right along. Uh, thank you for distilling all that down to the uh, what the, the, me- the many in the media have been missing, by the way. Yes. So we are going to do a portion of the show now called Prop Bets, and it's for news that's kind of shorter, bits and pieces uh, of noteworthy items. Yes. I'm excited. All right. Starts off. Thanks for inviting me to take part. So uh, my good buddy, Johnny Katz, is reporting that the Tropicana Lounge will now play hosted dueling pianos, perhaps the most annoying form of entertainment ever conceived. Oh, my God. We disagree about that, too. That can be a lot of fun. Okay. You don't think so? Just singing out loud with a bunch of friends, (laughs) drinking, having a good time. Okay. Hey, we're big on karaoke, too, because no. that would be the second most annoying form no, of entertainment ever sec- in the history of entertainment. Me? That's the second one. That's hands down the first one, Scott. <laughs> hands down. Listen, if you want to put these in an order, I'll give you that dueling pianos can be annoying. It's definitely not beating karaoke. Definitely not. <laughs> Both are a lot more fun, completely shit-faced. I 100% agree with you. Okay. So there's no word on what nights they'll perform, uh, nor is it listed on the Tropicana's website for entertainment options in the lounge quite yet. But look forward to it. For those of you that give a shit, that hey. that creepy <laughs> hobbit cookie jar is singing karaoke, the number one most annoying form of entertainment, again in a Vegas property. Starting June 15th, he'll be performing Mondays 6 to 8 in Paris Neapolitans, or Neapolitans, Neapolitans Lounge. Napoleons. Napoleons, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I think Uh, you actually I care. Are you Jar is a classic Vegas lounge lizard. The cheese (laughs) is up to your knees. You've got to get into the spirit of it. Again, liquor helps. This guy is a this guy is vintage Vegas. If you love Vegas, the tacky, cliched, over the top, schmaltzy. I mean, he literally puts a flag on his shoulder when he's singing like patriotic songs. You gotta go see this guy. Uh, and did I mention it's free? I will not go see him. He terrifies me. Vitalvegas.com reported that as an exclusive. What that you have to go see it? No, that that he's oh, uh, coming back to the Paris. I thought that was you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, despite the majority predictions, or because he simply wants to do it, Steve Wynn has decided to expand his Showstoppers production from 70 to 90 minutes by adding five new songs. The show has been described as a work in progress that will continuously evolve. And by work in progress, it means... Can you believe they made a show out of Broadway sh- tunes? I know, right? It's like Broadway's greatest hits is what it really is. And uh, from what I hear, it is doing well. So he knows his audience. He knows exactly um, the most gambly demographic, and well, he's playing to them. That's what I mean. You can criticize Steve Wynn for various things, but you're a fucking idiot if you don't think he knows what he's doing because he's pretty, pretty good at it. He, he knows, and he, if you ever think he's gone to an actual club with a uh, 
a DJ that gets a half million dollars a night, you're nuts. He's never actually gone, but he was smart enough to go, you know what we need? We rebel money. Come on, he invented the day club. <laughs> right. Great. He has no interest in it. But he's, now he's this, I, the show, I think, is really like in his wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. he loves Well, especially when Broadway. he worked. Remember, he, was, he worked on that show forever that never came out, the one that was going to be at Mirage. Oh, he did? You don't remember that? I don't know. It was a show that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. He was working on one for... Was Oh, my God, Scott. Come on. This is like this original show he was working on. I can't... The name is, it escapes me right now. But what started MGM's buyout is when he had a riff with his CFO or whatever. So he was talking to the board of directors in, in their board meeting or whatever. And he was like, oh, we got this great new show that's coming out here. And, and he started singing like a song or played a song or something. And they got off that conference call and they're like, he's out of his fucking mind. Sell, 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 <laughs> sell. And that's how MGM ended up going, get it, go get it now. Yeah. Huh? God, what is the name of that? I don't, I don't remember what it is, but I, I'm not going to dwell on it. But yeah, he was working for a long time on a, on a show that was going to come out. A Broadway-style show, and it's, uh, yeah, still never, never did. Well, he's been vindicated, I guess. This one's making money. CBS is looking to set up shop in Bally's Grand Bazaar Shops in a two-story, 20,000-square-foot anchor space. No word when it will open, but once completed, that will take the count up to four CBS and four Walgreens on the Strip. <laughs> I would love to mock it, but I find them incredibly convenient. And, and if, if I don't have to... Take a couple of extra steps to get to one. That works for me. Yeah. Well, all I know is these convenience stores or whatever you call them, pharmacies, must make a holy oh, hell they're, ton they're of money for the people. When you consider they, yeah, how what? close they are to each other. He said they got to be printing yeah. cash considering how close they are to one another. Well, if you, I went to Bally's the other night, mm. and there is a banner for CVS that eclipses the entire front of the property from <laughs> the corner to pretty much to the Paris, a 20-foot tall, like, what would it, how much would they have to make to, to make that kind of god-awful banner worthwhile? I think there's just, there these places just make a ton of money. That's why the... That's why Las Vegas Club is kind of carving up its casino floor and giving half to a pharmacy. Like, if you can make more than a frippin' casino, right? You you must be selling a hell ton of keychains and and uh, cans of beer because that that is unbelievably profitable for them to just kind of wherever they want to go. I think that one of the grossest things on the strip right now is when you look over at Treasure Island. And that god-awful pharmacy is on that corner there. It, it, is, it is an eyesore, but they must just make so much money. Treasure Island's like, sure, whatever you want to do. We'll take out part of our lagoon, our world-famous free attraction. We'll just get rid of that because whatever you're making in whatever you're selling is going to generate more money than any of that. Scott, there isn't much about that facade that hasn't become disgusting ever since Mr. Uh, Ruffin took over. The design of that, it's just so disappointing yeah. to look over. And, and you know, the people that, that were originally involved, involved in designing that hotel are, are spinning in their graves right now, unless they're <laughs> not dead. They're dead yeah. and, and if they're not they're, dead, they're, they're going to die and they're then weeping. start spinning. Let's give them that. <laughs> the good news is Insomniac has announced they'll be streaming the Electric Daisy Carnival 2015 via Yahoo Live. 
If you're interested, we'll have a link in the blog. Yep. And at Melts Vegas, he's reporting that the new elevators at the D will be up and running this fall. Hands down the worst thing at the D are those elevators. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I, You know what I've learned in my um, many years of being in Las Vegas? Yeah. That elevators can be the most expensive thing for a hotel or casino to build or maintain. I, I completely understand. And I, I don't know... What is up with that that system that they've got? Where it's I I, I don't know. I I have stayed in many of Vegas properties, and it's hands down the worst elevators I've ever been in. So, but knowing Derek, they're getting it fixed, and it's not going to be an issue. Especially when the number one thing that is complained about at that property is those elevators. So, I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to redeem himself with this. Not not that he needed to redeem himself, but he's fixing he's fixing the one goddamn thing that everybody bitches about. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> yes. Well, when you learn that a place can spend like a million dollars on an elevator, you you start to realize why some of these some of these places uh, kind of Just make do. Like yeah. <laughs> when Imperial Palace was so bad. I mean, that was the. By far the the complaint we got the most. Oh, and that's a good we point. Just kept that pushing was it back. I'm pushing it back because you're talking about millions of dollars right. for something that's really, when it works well, it's invisible. Exactly. So you're not getting a huge return on your investment. But there's a certain point where the where the public discussion turns to being about how shitty your elevators are. Right. Right. That's a problem. Yep. In a recent interview with Vegas Inc., Resorts World revealed that the proposed panda habitat has been moved to phase two. AKA phase never going to happen. Hey, I agreed with something you wrote. There you go. Cuz I don't yeah, I don't think the pandas are going to happen. No. Uh-uh. I think a lot of what they've proposed ain't going to happen cuz they're doing this kind of tiptoe approach where yes. they're doing like let's try this, see how that goes, let's try this. So I think pandas the uh, the panda exhibit joins the water park and additional hotel towers in this mythical phase. <laughs> I agree and 100% what you just said. They do continue to, I, I remember when it first came out, all these things, oh, we're going to do this and this. I'm like, wow, holy shit, they're going to do that. And then slowly, each one of these things like, oh, we're not going to do the, that'll go to phase two. We're going to, we're looking at, at phase two for the water park, but like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Like how successful does something have to be to go, well, we, we knocked that one out of the park. Now let's get pandas. <laughs> right. You know? Like it's got to be some. Oh, you know what will really huge... pull in some more people? Pandas. We need pandas in here big time. I agree with you. I really Desperate. wanted to see them, though. They're adorable. Pandas? Yeah. Aren't they sleeping all the time? No, those are koalas. Koalas just fucking sleep constantly. Yeah. Everyone loves pandas. <laughs> I still believe that Asians are not going to come to Resorts World. Why? Because it's too much like Asia. I disagree because I've made uh, one of the most popular videos we've ever made is our review of Paris. And we say in there, it's shocking that I've run into more Parisians, Parisians in Paris than any other place on this planet outside of actual Paris. Yeah. There are well, I don't know if, how Parisian Paris is, but this, this resorts world is going to be super Asian. <laughs> like, it's going to hit you over the head with Asia. Super Asian. I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we will see. It's this week's title, Super Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate for attention, money, or just agreeing to star in his nephew's school film project, the trailer for former strip headliner Lance Burton's upcoming movie, Billy Toppet, Master Magician, was released this week and does confirm three things. One, you shouldn't film an entire movie with your phone. Hey, yo. Two, 
acting is a skill. <laughs> and three, I should seriously think about getting back into film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it was a great, a great wow. example of how things can go wrong. And you know what this is? This is the Mariah Carey syndrome on a smaller scale. It's a guy who doesn't have anybody to talk any common sense into him and say, look, you might have been a successful magician on this trip. What in the hell are you doing directing a movie? Yeah, that was... These are different skill sets wow. altogether. Yeah. I don't even know what to say because I know uh, some of the people involved, they're, they're longtime friends of Lance Burton, but oh my God, it is just the most a painful thing to watch. Somebody had money to burn or a school project. That's the only thing I can think. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to watch the whole thing. Oh, I, I can. Forever. No, because I'm, Forever I have wait. insomnia problems, so I think this is going to rectify it. Good luck. <laughs> okay, reporting on the double ball roulette revolution, Vital Vegas, one of the best sites about anything ever. You're shameless. Thanks for writing that. Is reporting that Binions has now installed the game. Downtown Grand makes two places you can play uh, this game downtown. I love it. Do you, do you really love the game, or do you love the, uh, you're in the I news? like the, uh, for those uh, who are not familiar with Double Ball Roulette, there are two balls. Hey, yo. And you, um, so all the payouts are adjusted kind of accordingly with a small deduction for the uh, I'm a tourist surcharge. So if you're, if a space typically pays $35, if one of the balls hits your number, it's 17. So if you add those, that's 34. So you're, there's kind of a $1 surcharge. So the odds are not better or as good as traditional roulette, but there's a couple of aspects that I like. One of them is that the player activates the, the balls. See, to me, I've always thought this thing is kind of like not enough things to bet on when you're playing roulette. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the other part of this game that's kind of fun is there's a 1,200 to 1 bet, which Jesus. is if both of the balls land in one space and you bet on it, it will pay 1,200 to 1. The fact that the odds are 1,444 to 1 <laughs> should not in any way deter you from making that bet every once in a while because when it opened at downtown grand it paid that jackpot the very first night what yes somebody hit it and as i was standing at the binions game right as they opened it up within the first few spins both fell in the 35 slots so i saw that it actually happens there was nobody uh, betting at the time but it does happen and it makes it fun because your dollar Getting $1,200 for a $1 bet, I don't know. That's kind of fun. Yeah, fair enough. I would say play it, but don't play it for very long. <laughs> right. And I would say, you know, have friends because if you're playing by yourself, it's your money is going to go typically, but at least have fun yeah. having it go. All right. Not really news, but conversation worthy. At Melts Vegas queried, what is the design of the Rio Tower based on? Is it Rio's world-famous attraction, Christ the Redeemer? Like a good journalist, he reached out to multiple sources to try and confirm or squash the idea, but was unable to do either. I can't do anything but see it now. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, holy shit, that is totally what it is. You used to work for that company? Yes. Never I mean, heard anything uh, like that. I always just thought it was a cool design, but he's right. I mean, when you think about it, you're like, wow, it could totally be that. I'm torn. Yeah. But I don't think so. No, I'm I think sure. It I think it's like looking for a, a dragon. I'm sure it's just, in the clouds. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a cool design, like I always thought it was. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested. There's the folks that are uh, that were involved are still around. I know a couple. The guy who uh, who sold the the M. It's the Martinells, right? Martinell. Yeah, he was. He's still around. I know his wife. We work on a charity event every year, so maybe I'll ask. There you go. Let's say that our next item. Sadly, although not surprisingly, the first failed retailer in Bally's Grand Bazaar has gotten the axe, and the name was Le Pédere Paris, a skincare shop that sold mostly Moroccan argan oil products. I went to the Grand Bazaar shops the other night. Uh-huh. And let's just say this is not going to be the last failed retailer at <laughs> Bally's Grand Bazaar. Well, and let's also, to be fair, although I don't necessarily know if we should be for, for Bally's Grand Bazaar, but to be fair, usually when these kind of things open, I mean, it happened at Container Park, it's happened at various other places, several of the original tenants don't fit very well and they get replaced by somebody else, but... Yeah, there's going to be a lot of these happening. There's I haven't been there be since it originally turnover. since it originally opened. Is it is it fuller now, or are they turning around so much that it looks pretty much the same? Uh, no, there's quite a few empty spots open. The ones that are there are uh, uh, many times during the day and night. Are it is a ghost town. Wow. They uh, made the observation on Twitter that the the reason they built this thing was because like something like 22 million people walked by that site mm-hmm. every uh, year, and the problem is that it's literally true. People are there is a huge amount of foot traffic, but they're just not going in. Yeah. So I noticed that a lot of the stores now are, have hired like street team guys to stand out with the porn slappers and kind of give out flyers just to try and get people back into oh, that's into sad. the shops. That's and here's a you want an exclusive. Um, The spectacle with the Swarovski crystal ball that was so highly touted, um, it is maybe the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in Las Vegas. I could have speculated that. (laughs) It is the, it is, I was, I was going to say literally nothing happens, but the, the crystal ball changes color. So that's something. But the way they talked about it was that this was going to mark a new day. This spectacular light show was a. It is literally this thing, and it slightly changes color to music. It's it's the most disappointing. Like, I waited a half an hour because I'm like, I got to get some video of this because this is a thing. And it had. Oh, so the thing that marks the new day that was supposed to be at midnight is now at nine o'clock at midnight. Oh, that's doubling right. up on nothing is that's really right. oh, that's an exclusive too, Mister. <laughs> well, no, that's been out for a while. I actually announced that Son a, of a weeks ago. Anyway, so yeah, that it's it really. I just forgot that it was supposed to, it to be at all, night. and that was the the dumbest half hour I've ever spent wow, in my life um, waiting for that thing. And I I I do weep at losing. I I had said for a long time once I discovered it that the green space in there was the the undiscovered gem of Vegas in front. If you learn to stay away from the moving walkway and just walk along, oh, I loved walking that that little garden area so much. So awesome. I, I miss it. I actually yeah. have a video of it on, online with my, my love affair with it. Yeah, these uh, these casinos are all into parks and outdoor um, experiences. <laughs> it's almost like they, they needed they to just kill one of the yeah. more kind of relaxing outdoor spaces. It's almost know? like they needed to just remove the moving walkway and then just like, look, here's our park. See yeah. the park? 
Yeah, we wouldn't have minded a couple of kiosks, but they, they have just jammed yeah, them all in there. Yeah. They're all kind of interchangeable. They're really just these... You know, I, I, I still go course. back to this with, with this retail revolution going on that the problem is what happens when you can't fill them? Because now you're talking about something that maybe, you know, like, wow, we're not using this space. We could, you know, make a lot of money off here if you have stores. But what looks worse than, you know, or, or what is worse? Having this space where you could be making money or have a space that is so empty it looks dead. Nothing looks worse than any kind of a retail park that is mostly empty. And now you're putting these right on the goddamn strip. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, talk it's about making your property unappealing. And they, in this case, thankfully, if it if it's a flop, they it only costs them forty eight dollars to build the entire complex. <laughs> so they're not really well. There you go, really silver lining, Scott. That's why they call you that. <laughs> <laughs> the club, formerly known as Holly Madison's nineteen twenty three Bourbon and Burlesque, Burlesque. Why can't I speak today? Because I'm an ass. Uh, the Bourbon and Burlesque at Mandalay Bay is now nineteen twenty three Bourbon Bar. Holly left after about three months, but it took another year for the burlesque concept to follow suit. This is the second 20s burlesque speak easy to fail in the exact same space at the property in Tint. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I think when it was 40 deuce or deuce deuce or whatever the fuck it was, I was like, wow, that sounds like an interesting idea that I'll never get around to trying. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, Holly's had an interesting set of things happening in her life and she has a new book coming out i'm sure you'll be grabbing that one in the rabbit hole if you know what i'm saying or down the rabbit hole sorry down the rabbit hole i I really don't care about her having sex with an old man (laughs) i used to have a crush on her but then you know babies okay so as uh so many professional sports franchises have done over the last 30 years hey you know i wrote this one since it's about sports threats to relocate the team began when the city of glendale voted to void the arena agreement they had with the arizona coyotes Taking a advantage of the very public knowledge that Las Vegas wants a team, guess what market speculation turned to? Oh, I see what you're going for here. <laughs> I don't know what even what sport you're talking about, dude. Hockey. Oh, There's sick. an Arizona Coyotes. They have a hockey team in Arizona. Isn't it hot there? Don't you need ice? Scott, hockey's indoor. And isn't Glendale in California? I'm so confused right now. Jesus, Scott. I lived in Glendale. I know I know that's where it is. It's in California. It's, it's, not it's kind of like Springfield. Every state's got one. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're saying people are saying that the Arizona Coyotes are coming to Vegas or the, something? The Arizona Coyotes are saying the Arizona Coyotes are coming to Vegas, or at least no, they're speculating it. So. Oh, I don't think it's going to happen either. No, but the only thing that could fit. go south is because the the MGM AG Arena has kind of put all its eggs in the in the, the hockey basket. If the NHL kills that idea, there's a chance they would want like some kind of backup plan. But I don't think they can do an Arizona Coyotes thing before the NHL deal falls through. Well, they don't have to. Is the Arizona Coyotes an NHL team? Yes. Oh. Oh, Scott. I shouldn't comment on the things that I know. You shouldn't. Uh, no. Let's anyway, move. I don't think any anybody wants anything from Arizona. What are you talking about? We want I something fancy like uh, oh. the Las Vegas uh, Sinners. They, we want a hooker. How well, no, that? no, they they, oh. they said that they would change the name of the of the team if it did come here. Oh, to the Las Vegas Coyotes. 
Well, no, they would change the name, not the name of the city. Clearly, they wouldn't call it the Arizona something, the Arizona Las Vegas. No, it's... That would be awesome if they called it, like, the Glendale Las Vegas Coyotes. Oh, Scott, I, I just... stupid. I just want to hug you. Oh, my God, Scott. Scott, how dare you? Am I on thin ice? Uh, move on. Okay. Are we on to playing Vegas yet? Uh, we are as soon as you announce it. is the portion of the show where we share touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. Okay, on Monday, the dive-in movie doubleheader at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. Cosmo- <laughs> <laughs> You're infecting me with that, whatever that disease is. Right. Uh, at Cosmopolitan is The Land Before Time and Jurassic Park. First movies start at 7 p.m. Admission is free to guests staying at the property. $5 for everyone else. That's a cheap movie, man. Yep. Friday, Cottonmouth Kings and Head PE are performing poolside at Hard Rock. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $25. Friday and Saturday, Paula Poundstone's at the Orleans. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $22. That's a good value for a Paula Poundstone. <laughs> 22 bucks. All right. Okay, now we're going to talk about some coming attractions. Coming attractions. That's the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residency performing in Vegas in the future. You can support the show when you shop at Vegas.com and get discount prices on shows, nightclubs, flights, and just about Everything Vegas, including a best price guarantee that will alert you if room rates fall below what you paid. Just go to 360VegasPodcast.com, click on one of the banners, and go about your purchase. 360Vegas and Vegas.com, everything you need to get ready for your next trip to Vegas. See, here's something that's adorable about you. So many things that I write leading in from one segment to another, whatever it is, you won't, you won't read verbatim. <laughs> you get to an advertisement, perfect. Perfect cadence. Read every word. You're hitting the, the highlights. Well, done. I am trying to be the kind of co-host you want me to be. <laughs> I want you to be amusing. Amuse me. Oh, you might be asking a little much. <laughs> I, what are you talking about? Our friendship began out of you were incredibly amusing. I like you. It's <laughs> true. And our mutual gambling problem. Well, and, and drinking and and semi or or, or usually hetero lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow so many exceptions happen when the two of us are together. <laughs> it's Vegas. There's no judging. That's right. That's right. We're going to start with Stephen Wright. He's at the Orleans Friday and Saturday, July 10 and 11. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $39. Incubus is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock, Saturday and Sunday, September 5th and 6th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $70. Ah, well done, Incubus. Wayne Brady is at the Mirage, Saturday, July 11th. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $65. Allison Chains are at the Pearl at Palm, Saturday, July 18th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $61. And my, my lovely uh, uh, significant other works at the Palm, so if you, if you mention this show... You're going to get tickets for starting at $61 for Allison Chains. It's not a value. 
it's not a discount. See, it just that's what makes it funny. Okay, Lit is performing at the pool deck at Downtown Grand on Thursday, July 4th. The show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $20. Hey, you know what uh, the Downtown Grand is doing now? Exclusive. Hold on, I'm looking around. Okay, uh, Downtown Grand, I noticed, had a, has a street guy, you know, with one of those big signs on your back, and he's, mm-hmm. he's over on Fremont East. They're starting to, you know, promoting this lit thing. Like, they're sending out, they do the mobile billboards, they're sending dudes out. I don't know, it's just interesting. Yeah, I like lit. I, would, I thought that was a hell of a get for them. Yes. And the, um, the $20 ticket price includes a cocktail. That's really nice. That, that was an exclusive, 360 Vegas exclusive. 311 is at Mandalay Beach, Friday and Saturday, July 3rd and 4th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $64. Charlie XCX and Bleach. I don't know what that is. Is that wow, like you are Roman adorable. numerals or something? You are adorable. No, you said it right. You Do just... you pronounce it XX? No. XCX. Like Xx? Charlie XCX. You're adorable, Scott. And, and Bleachers, which is assuming is what you sit in to watch Charlie XCX, <laughs> are performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan Friday, October 9th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $26. And Garbage is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan Saturday, October 10th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $40. If Karen and I weren't going to China, we would totally be going for that. You're going to China? Yes. How, how is that Vegas-related? Well, it's not Vegas-related, but we have an amazing opportunity to go to China, and I'm not going to not go to China when I have this opportunity and check out Macau. Wow. Macau. Okay. It's interesting how people mistake Macau, people being interested in Macau, for them also being interested in Las Vegas. It's such a different place. You know what well, you can find is, there? I, super I Asians. Casino. Super Asians. <laughs> I will look for them, and I, I promise to take pictures and share with all. Oh, great. Okay, don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on in our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Oh, but you know what happened? No. Remember last time on the podcast I said, hey, if you want a VIP ticket to the Fremont Street thing, oh. you should call me or whatever. Yes. And somebody did. A listener called and said, can I, can I get a VIP pass? I'm like, no. But it was a great in theory. No, of course I'm gonna. We're gonna get them VIP passes. Nice. I think they wanted three, so they went from from uh, from a cool listener to a greedy listener. But no, I'm gonna make it happen because they got a 360 Vegas exclusive. That's man. awesome, man. Thanks. They're gonna be right up front where you can get the most uh, uh, cochleal damage. <laughs> well, thank you and your your bosses for hooking up people. That, yeah, no, it's, that, that it's just say, uh, hey, hey, hey. totally my pleasure, especially since there was only one, and it wasn't too much of an inconvenience for me. <laughs> you were, you were a gentleman. You're truly, <laughs> truly humanitarian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's check the river. This week in the river, once again, vital insight because we have, we got a guy. We got a guy. Why can't we have a theme song for vital insight? We do. Oh, a little more conversation, a little more insight. So anyway, Rock and Rio lost $28 million. Boom. Have you heard that reported anywhere? That's not. No, because you have an exclusive. What? That's not news, Scott. $28 million they lost. 
Unbelievable. Scott, that's common whenever you start any kind of a music festival. They lose a shit ton of money like the first five years. Oh, God. Actually, right, I believe it one. is by the fifth year is when they start making money. Son of a... All right. Well, we should define insights then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could just give whatever kind of things that are on my mind that people might be interested in. Well, I think that'd be vital ramblings. <laughs> yeah, vital rambling. Here's another thing. So I went to the Bellagio Conservatory expecting to see their typical, you know how they do their seasonal thing, and it's right. kind of predictable now. They kind of, they don't really rearrange anything anymore. You're going to get your windmill for spring. You're going to get your whatever. So I walk in, and it's this whole kind of like ocean, sea, based theme thing. I think they did a whole new like I, I haven't I don't remember them doing that before. There's mermaids, there's seahorses. I'm just always surprised when they do something different because they've kind of gotten in this routine and I'm right. I'm the first to say, hey, it's kind of becoming a little bit rote. But uh, I would say if you haven't been in a while, it's a good one to go see. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of those things that I've lost interest in. I, I don't even check in on it anymore. The other thing that I noticed uh, driving by the Harmon Tower is they're down to literally, um, I know I've been saying literally, literally every four seconds on this podcast, but they're down to like three stories. So if you have never so is it seen below the, uh, the, the people, uh, the people walk, walkway, the crossing, God, I just, I can't wait to start drinking a lot more. I, I seem to be way more articulate. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know what you mean about the walkway. It's the, but it's the. The, Can, do you look down into it? You can't look down into it. Oh, but it's almost at the level of being gone. So if you haven't ever seen it before, now is kind of that moment where you need to see it because you'll never, it'll just be gone within, I say within the next month or so. It'll be flat to the ground. And uh, it'll, it's a part of Vegas uh, WTF history. So well worth stopping by to see it before it is. Um, have been completely well. There you go. That's see, you redeemed yourself right there for vital insight. <laughs> and the, one of the best places to get a view of the disappearing Harmon, of course, is Twin Peaks, perhaps the best chicken strips in the history of food. Part of 360 Vegas Vacation, too. That's right. I love me some Twin Peaks. Okay, what else do you need to know? I've got inside information about all kinds of crap. No, you don't. What have you heard? I mean, what have you heard that I don't know? You what else are I, I writing about? Oh, what do you call this? Um, I know this is not, this isn't really an inside scoop, but I'm, I think I'm going to do a blog post about it. This kind of thing at the Venetian where they did this wrap on the top of the, the building. Like, what is the story behind that? It has something to do with condos or something? But if you drive by, you, you wouldn't even really notice it. But the other day I'm sitting in traffic and I'm like, the outside of that building has wrinkles. So it's wrapped in a like a building wrap to make it look like a building, but I don't know what's behind there. This is old, you know? old, old knowledge. Yes, I know. But what is the what is if I look behind it's scaffolding? What would it be? It's just it's just it's the bones of a building that wasn't that was like that a they stalled. never finished it. It was going to be condos and stuff, and then the market died, and they put the wrap up. So because they didn't want to commit as far as destroying what had already been there, but they didn't want you to continue to look at this thing that wasn't finished being built so they put that wrap up i can't believe it's still there i actually think it's the best wrap in the history of wraps i mean it's pretty convincing if you're not examining it closely it's with a high-powered lens like i did right but it, i think it'd be interesting to people that may not know that i mean 
we we don't all have your encyclopedic knowledge. So, but if somebody's just kind of like strolling by there, I think it's an interesting kind of conversation piece that it's number one. I I can understand if they were, I don't know. It's part of a a well-known, recognizable hotel, right? It's a Venetian. Yeah, yeah. So it's part of the Venetian, and I think you can see it. If you're in the main kind of plaza at the Venetian, you look up, you can see that it's a cloth thing, and you can kind of see scaffolding behind yeah, it. Yeah, it was meant to be in the middle of the two. If you think Palazzo on one side, Venetian on the other, like almost right in the middle, they were going to have this whole condo. It's right by where they have the Walgreens, and the reason the Walgreens is situated there is that if those were going to be condos, people would be living there. They would need to have some kind of a grocer, and boom, it was right there. So, yeah, that's the area that Scott's talking about. Check it out. That's fake. Up top is fake. It's a wrap. All it's doing is covering up the bones of some steel structure that Venetian has not decided whether they want to destroy or complete. I find that very interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. Because <laughs> that's what they should be doing to the fountain blue so it doesn't look so ugly. It's They, that, should, they should cloth that thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's almost done is the problem. Really? Yeah. It's, it's inside that all the... Uh, that needs done. It, they just needed to top off that that tower. I think it's I think it's a bit grungy down at the bottom. Is is one of the issues. But yeah, most of that is done. They it was the inside that that they were getting ready to start working on. Well, the, there's still a lot of exposed stuff. Well, it's a, you're right on the bottom and at the very top. There's a lot of exposed stuff, and that was where they were at. But they were literally I don't know two weeks out from interiors. Interesting. Yeah. That's why it's so disappointing. It's, it's, I think the, the most accurate number I heard is it was 87% complete. Oh, yeah. That's like my love life. Well, <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go out and find some more scandalous information for next week's uh, vital insights or vital ramblings, depending right, fair on enough. what we've been drinking. That's going to do it for episode 171. Thank you so much for listening, for downloading. We totally appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. Support the show via PayPal donations, of which I get uh, pretty much nothing other than uh, love and appreciation. Buying stuff from our merchandise store, Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you say anything negative about me, I'll be showing up at your house. If you like to send some, uh, if you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. That's it, man. Like I said, less than 24 hours at this point we're hanging out. And yes, I know 360 Vegas Vacation 2 is coming up, but just because I'm in Vegas doesn't necessarily mean I'm hanging out with you before then because sometimes I need some time with me and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I will see what are we going to do first? Uh, I don't know. We'll play it by ear. Probably drink. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot in the dark and say drink. <laughs> yes. All right. If people want to find you while you're here, can they like tweet you and say, let's meet at the whatever? They can, but I will not promise that I'll, I'll actually do that. I Listen, you're getting me for two days. Two days, you, you've, you've got me, my, my That's attention. a short period of time, really. You know what, Scott? I need a little bit of my time. There's shit that I want to do and hang out with the people that... No, I mean, not that I don't want to hang... See, now you're putting me in a bad situation. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm sounding like a real... I'm just going to edit that out. I know your tricks. You, you're I, right. All the stupid things I say leave in. I mean, you <laughs> anything stupid you say. Well, because ultimately, it's what amuses me, Scott. <laughs> so- <laughs>
Good point. Good point. Yes. All well, right. thanks to everybody for listening, and I mean it. Absolutely. And I will see you soon. Yeah.